ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to address a question that I get asked um, more frequently the more children that we have. So I don't feel like I have anything groundbreaking or just amazing really to offer advice wise, Um, but I do have a few things that have helped me. um, And so it's just been a question that has been asked enough that I thought, well, maybe we'll just do a podcast episode so that when I get asked it again, I'll just send the link and maybe it'll be helpful to somebody else. Um, But surviving the first trimester of pregnancy. So I am currently pregnant with baby number five, That is just wild. I I can't believe that. We're actually like two months from having this little one. We are so, so, so excited. Um, I feel baby moving all the time, and I love that. There is nothing like feeling life moving inside of you. It is my favorite part of being pregnant, and um, I just cannot wait to meet this baby and hold this baby and kiss all the fingers and toes. And oh, I love the newborn stage. Absolutely love it. Uh, Postpartum recovery and all. I just fully embrace that. And the more kids I have, the more um, we have really tried to work our life to where I have the freedom to fully embrace that and to heal and recover And that's an episode for another time. Um, I'll actually post one that I did um, last baby, which was uh, talking about preparing for postpartum. So I'll post that down there. Um, For now, that will just have to cover that topic. Um, But I want to talk specifically in this one about dealing with the first trimester. Because um, the more kids I have, the more responsibility I have in my everyday life on top of being pregnant. And now that I have four um, and I'm pregnant with number five, I got that question a lot like, oh my goodness, how on earth do you manage all of those kids, all of those littles, homeschooling while you're very, very sick? Because I was so sick with this pregnancy, sicker than I've been with any of my pregnancies. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But to give a little bit of context, we have four kids. They are currently six, almost seven. She'll be seven next month. Five, three, one. She's going on 18 months. She'll be 18 months when the baby's born. So she's what, 16 months right now. Um, and then I'm pregnant and I wound up getting pregnant with this baby sooner than we had thought, uh, that I would, um, God's timing is perfect and we are so excited, but we were very, very surprised. Um, and my, I I usually don't get too sick. I actually usually really enjoy pregnancy. Um, I had my three babies, all of their pregnancies were were great, were easy. I mean, I had ailments and <laughs> normal pregnancy stuff, but it wasn't anything really difficult. Um, then we had a miscarriage, and that has changed a lot of things. 
Um, even if I am physically in a good spot, I really struggle um, emotionally, to be quite honest, with my pregnancy since. And I recently did an episode uh, titled Pregnancy and Miscarriage, which I will link down in the show notes in case that is something that you struggle with and you want to hear how the Lord has been working in my heart in regards to that. Um, but then I got pregnant with Willow, my fourth. And I had had some progesterone issues with my miscarriage, so they thought maybe that that's kind of what caused it. So I had to take a supplemental progesterone cream with Willow, and I realized that that cream was making me so sick, like nauseous, uh, throwing up all of the time. It was awful. It was so, so, so bad. Um, But... It was still more manageable than this pregnancy. And I don't know if that's like some outside factors. Um, I did not have to take the progesterone um, this time around. I actually did something more natural preparatory to help with that and levels were great. Um, So if you want to know more about that, you can message me privately. Um, But I have not had that issue with this one, but I have been sick. And like I said, that could be a variety of things. That could be, this is my first pregnancy um, in my 30s. I actually had Willow a month before I turned 30. Um, So I don't know if like a year and a half makes that much of a difference. But I feel much older (laughs) with this pregnancy than I felt with my other pregnancies. Um, We also, I I am more heavily homeschooling now. My oldest is in first grade, so I have a little more responsibility on the homeschooling front. Uh, My kids are busy. I mean, I told you their ages. They're, They're busy. Also, having a smaller gap in between our kids than we've ever had before, um, and my, and Willow was a late walker. I had to carry her a lot. Um, you know, she wasn't walking yet. She's still in diapers. I don't see that changing in necessarily the foreseeable future. She is little. Um, but the having to carry her a lot more than I was used to carrying kids when I was pregnant was just taxing. Um, we're also on the other side of the planet now away from family. So I don't have as much help. Like I can't just send the kids to grandma's house when I need to take a nap. Um, Simeon's a lot more busy now as we're kicking off a church plant. Um, so there were just several different life things that I don't know necessarily that the pregnancy itself has just been super difficult or if it's just the combination of the reality of all all of it has just been challenging. Um, but I did have a really, really difficult first trimester. I was very, very sick. Um, for some reason, being in the car made me even more nauseous. Like whatever I felt times it by a hundred. And that's how I felt if I was in the car for like over five minutes and it didn't even have to be moving. Like if I just got in the car and it took us five minutes to get out of the garage, I was sick. Um, so that was not, (laughs) that was not a lot of fun. Oh, my poor mother-in-law, she actually came and visited right during that time. She didn't know when she came, I was pregnant. I told her pretty much as soon as she got here, there was no way we were keeping that a secret from her. Uh, nobody else knew at the time. But I knew I had to tell her. Um, but oh man, I I was my sickest those three weeks that she was here, um, which in some ways was a blessing. She was able to be with the kids and help distract them, and you know keep Simeon company when I had to go to bed at seven because I just couldn't keep my eyes open any longer because I felt like I could sleep all day every day and still be tired. Um, but it, so it was great having her here. Like it was fine. Me looking back, I'm like, wow, she did not come at 
my best. So maybe next time when she comes, I don't know, she might be coming in my postpartum period, so that might not be my best either. But one day, I'll put my best foot forward for Mama. Um, but anyway, yeah, okay, so all that to say, it's been a rough first trimester. Uh, second trimester has been so much better. I had a lot more energy, feeling better. I've still had a few different things, and again, like I said, I just, I don't know if it's because I'm in my 30s or what, but... Or maybe it's just because it, it is my sixth pregnancy. It's my fifth baby. So maybe I've just, my body's like, Ooh, we've done this a lot. But um, it, it has had its challenges. So all that to say, how do I navigate that? How do I deal with all that? How do you survive when you feel like, oh my goodness, I cannot get off this couch? So I've just bullet pointed a few different things in no particular order, but just things that I either have to remember or lean on or embrace in the season of a pregnancy. And I know I've talked very specifically about um, the season of life that I'm in, having multiple kids. Let me just say in case you're listening and you're like, well, this is my first pregnancy and now I feel guilty for feeling so tired when it's like her fifth and she does all these things. Please don't. Um, you know, my first pregnancy, I, I was exhausted too. I had never done it before. I had never felt that. I had never grown a life before. So I was tired. I mean, I, I binged watch TV for like nine months. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, you know, so it just whatever pregnancy number you're on, I think that first trimester, unless you're just blessed with an amazing first trimester, um, it brings its challenges. And that can be to different degrees. I have some friends who um, just have like chronic pregnancy nausea and they're sick the entire time. I couldn't imagine. At least there's like a light at the end of the tunnel for me. I know once I get past the first trimester, it starts an upward swing. Um, but wherever you're at, if you're struggling with first trimester stuff, it is real. I understand. And your situations are unique to you. Um, but that does not change the fact that you are feeling things that every other mother on the planet has struggled with and, and has tried to seek to navigate. So that's what I want to share on this episode. I mean, really, the first one is something I just kind of mentioned a second ago. But to realize the reality that you are growing a human. I think sometimes we feel so... Um, helpless, um, so neglectful of the things that we normally do. I know I had a sweet girl reach out to me recently. It's her first pregnancy, her first baby. And she felt bad. She was like, I feel like I'm dropping the ball at the house. Um, the meals aren't as good. I don't feel like I'm taking very good care of my husband. I'm just so tired. And, you know, I told her, I was like, stop, you need to realize, okay, maybe you didn't accomplish all the things that you wanted to in that day but you're growing a person. Like there's a human inside of you. That's huge. And if that's like one of the only things that you accomplish in that day, good job, mama. Like it's amazing that God has made our bodies to where we can grow and cultivate um, these little lives. And that takes a lot out of a person, a, a lot out of our energy and our body and our minerals. Um, it, it, it takes a lot out of you. So if you're struggling with this, if you come to this topic and you're like, oh man, I feel guilty that I just am not where I used to be or doing what I used to be able to be doing. Realize what's going on in your body right now and also realize it won't happen forever. That baby won't be inside forever. Thank the Lord I'm at the stage where I don't want it to be in forever. Um, we're getting in the end of it here. Um, 
but it is a season. And I think that being said, that really springs into the next one is lower your expectations. Um, you just need to embrace the season and realize that it's okay if things aren't in tip-top shape. And I really struggle with this because I am a perfectionist. I have an order to how everything is done. Um, it was especially difficult for me as my mother-in-law was here because not at all that she is judgmental in, in any bone of her body. Um, but I am the daughter-in-law. And as the daughter-in-law, you know, I want my meals to be nice. I want my home to be clean. Um, I want to show her that I'm taking care of her son and her grandchildren well. And I totally felt like I was not doing very good at all in any of those things. Um, but I, I've had to be okay with realizing again, reminding myself on a continual basis that it is a season and that for this season, I just have to lower my expectations. Now, thankfully I do not have a husband that like cares about those things so much. If, if the laundry is on the couch, as long as he has a different couch that he can sit on, he's okay. Um, you know, if I haven't dusted in a while, he probably isn't going to notice maybe more in the food department. He, he does like to be fed. Um, but he doesn't really complain if it's, you know, a quick pizza or something that I spent three hours on. So that is nice. Um, but if your husband is used to a certain level or if he is, you know, more, uh, has a higher expectation in some of those tasks of home, maybe you just need to talk to him and just be like, Hey, this is what's going on right now. This is how I feel just for the next month or two this is where I'm at and this is what I need. And I think that just springboards me into the next one. So be real with your husband, communicate, be specific. Um, let him know that you just, you can't do it all. And, you know, I think sometimes in marriage communication solves a multitude of misunderstanding. Um, and, and be specific. This is something that I'm having to learn as a wife. I can try to beat around the bush and subliminal message and all of those, uh, more discreet things all day, every day. And he will not catch my drift. He needs me to just come out and say what I need to say. Um, and I, I don't always do that, uh, well, but I'm trying to be better at it because what I've realized is he really does want to help me. And that is something that the Lord has really just grown us in, in our relationship, but that has been such a gift, um, in, in the postpartum and even here in this first trimester is me just communicating with Simeon. This is where I'm at. Is this how I feel? This is what I'm struggling with. And, and I, as this is where I need your help. Um, and he, because he has a very clearly defined, okay, these are actionable things I can do to help her. He is then able to move forward from that and then, and help me. Um, and I am thankful to have a husband who is so willing to help out. Um, again, it's not like he takes over, you know, breakfast forever, but Hey, for the next six weeks, if, if I can manage to keep oatmeal and cereal on the shelves, can you do that? Because more than likely I'm going to be throwing up in the morning. And, uh, so, you know, communication and being specific has been able to help that so much. And I'm so thankful again, that he has really just stepped up. Um, really my postpartum with Willow was the best postpartum that I had. Um, but that's because one, I realized what my body needed to heal. Um, I realized 
just the brief window of time that that was. And so we really, I worked hard preparatory, um, making things as easy as I could for him. And then he really did a great job in those few weeks after her birth of just stepping in and being dad and mom and homemaker in in so many different ways for our family while I healed. And then, you know what? I was back on my feet and I was right back to the things that I always do. Um, but it really actually helped make my postpartum recovery quicker than with my other ones. And I, I see that in a lot of, in relation to the first trimester, it is brief, um, but you need, you need help. You need somebody that can help you. And if, if you've got a mom, if you've got a mother-in-law, if you've got a sister, uh, if you've got friends, lean on them too. That leads me to my next one here. Be okay with asking for help and for receiving help. This is another area where I struggle. Um, I don't like to ask for help at all. Um, and I don't, always like to receive help. Um, like if you want to drop a meal off at my door, I will take that gladly. Um, but you know, some people talk about their friends, like just coming over and cleaning their house for them or just coming in and, and like taking over and watching their kids and they could go nap. Like I could not imagine myself being able to do that. Um, I'm just a type A. I have a way of doing things. I'm a control freak. I don't know. I've got my own issues. Um, but like, I just, I can't, I, I struggle with that. Um, with it, it to a degree and I'm trying to get better because I'm realizing I can't do it all. Um, and I can, I'm just going to get burned out if I try. So if people are willing to help me, I need to let them help me. I'm much more willing to let my husband help me than to let an outsider come in and help me. Um, even if they're a dear friend or extended family member. Um, but I think that's so important when we talk about this topic of the first trimester, if you're struggling, it's okay to ask for help. And then to accept it with gratitude. Um, another thing you can do is just look for ways to simplify your responsibilities. Uh, you don't have to have a gourmet dinner on the table every day. Um, look for, for simple meals or maybe for meals that you can cook once and eat two or three times. Have leftovers. Um, so that if there's a day where you're feeling good, you can make something and then have that carry over. Um, freeze things. Pull them back out in a few weeks when you need them. Whatever you need to do, just try to simplify um, some of the responsibilities of home so that you can just get through that season. Um, another one is just to be very careful that you don't let yourself feel guilty about like, like, like you're neglecting your other children, um, which comes from just personal experience. I tend to feel that way. Um, so we did not tell our kiddos about this baby until later in the pregnancy. Once we tell our kids, everybody knows. So we were going to hold off on telling people for a little bit, various reasons there. Um, but for a while, they didn't know what was going on with mommy and why everything was so abnormal. Now, thankfully, we had mammals visit to kind of keep them distracted a bit. Um, but once we did tell them, I was able to bring them into that a little bit more and be like, okay, this is why mommy, uh, this is why we've been, instead of sitting at the kitchen table and doing our school lessons, this is why I've been laying on the couch and you guys have been like piled around me on the floor with your books. Um, and then, you know, oh, okay. Like, especially my older one, like it started connecting, but I was able to bring them in. And then, you know, we have some apps on my phone where we track out what baby size is and what progressions 
happening that week and how big its hand is. And they love that. Every Tuesday. Tuesday's our day. My due date's on a Tuesday. Not that that means anything. Um, but they are like, what, you know, what's the size of baby this week? Is it a potato? Or, um, But bringing them into that, they were able to understand, okay, this is what's going on with mommy. Mommy's not feeling good. Uh, But even before that, so before I could explain to them, like, there's a logical reason why I feel this way and why I feel like I'm being neglectful, um, I, I just had to realize that the feelings that I was feeling, like feeling like, oh, man, they're missing out on their normal fun mom. They didn't really even notice. Now, mine are little, so it just kind of all slipped under the radar. Um, But I found other things that I could do. Yeah, maybe I couldn't be out running around in the yard. Um, Or maybe our mornings look different, but but maybe I had more energy in the afternoon. So what we used to do, if we did morning activities, maybe they became afternoon activities. Or uh, my kiddos love books. So yeah, like I said, maybe I'm not running around in the yard or, you know, we're running out to the zoo. But okay, you know what? I know that for the next 6, 8, 12 weeks, it's going to be rough. So let's settle in. Let's start a new read aloud. What book do we want to read through over the next few weeks? Um, let's all cuddle up on the couch and, and enjoy a good story together. Um, so those were things that just helped me be able to connect with them even when I felt so disconnected from everything. Um, and then the last one here is really just to lean on the Lord. Um, I always need him always and in different seasons bring different levels of desperation. Um, but I know what it's like when you're pregnant and you're trying to still take care of your family and your kids and you just don't feel like you have what you need to get it done. You don't have what it takes. Um, but God is there with you in it all. We've been going through this study of Psalm 23, talking about the shepherd. Um, the shepherd knows. He knows what your struggles are, what your fears are, what you're feeling guilty about. Um, he knows the responsibilities. He knows every intimate detail of the life that is growing inside of you. And I have just clung to the verse often um, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, in those early days of my first trimester, I mean, yeah, I was joyful about the baby. I I was excited that I was pregnant again. Um, But some of the joy of just living everyday life kind of lacked its uh, normal zing because... I was so sick. You know, it's hard to feel joyful about life when your head is in a toilet bowl all the time. Um, so uh, I just had to remember that his joy is my strength, that I can find joy in him. You know, play fun music. Uh, keep things bright and cheery around your house. Get some flowers on the table. Um, you know, whatever you need to do to keep your spirits lifted, to keep your spirits high. Um, And to just help remind you that it is a brief, brief season. It comes, it passes. And then, you know, there's those of us that choose to do it over and over and over and over. And where am I at now with my overs? Like (laughs) again and again. Um, But you know what? It just, oh, to have that newborn, it's so worth it. It all just, everything fades. You know, I think in my husband's mind, he tends to remember how sick I was. 
in the first trimester. And he remembers the sounds that I make during labor. And he remembers some of the postpartum discomforts and healing process. But me, like once that baby's in my arms, it's all fuzzy. And I'm like, let's do it again. This is heaven on earth. Oh goodness. Babies are such a gift. Life is such a gift. And it is such a gift that we as women get the opportunity um, to, to bring life into this world. It brings its challenges. I understand. I totally understand. Um, and, and some of you have dealt with even more challenges than I, I have, or that I could comprehend whether that's in pregnancy or delivery, um, or after the fact. Um, but these are just a few things that have helped me in that brief window of first trimester, just keeping my focus, trying to keep moving forward one day at a time. I love what Elizabeth Elliot says. She says, just do the next thing when you don't know what to do, when you've got too much to do, when you don't feel good, just do the next thing. What's the next thing on the importance list on the priority list? What is next? Just move from that to that, to that. Um, and this too shall pass and you'll get into the next season and then you'll have all the energy and nesting will come and you'll find yourself scrubbing things with a toothbrush. And um, anyway, hopefully this was helpful. If you have ways that you have uh, tried to get through the first trimester, feel free to let me know. I didn't really go into anything on um, kind of like medicinally or herbally how I try to support that trimester. Um, maybe I should have done that. That's I guess that's a topic for another time. Um, but just trying to stay well nourished, nourish your body. I did a whole episode on nourishing your postpartum body with Rebecca Grant. I'll post that down here in the show notes because a lot of it links over to pregnancy too. Stay nourished, stay hydrated, get out in the sun. Um, you know, try to get as much sleep as you can. All of those things are so basic. I mean, they're important for everyday life, no matter whether you're pregnant or nursing or, or, you know, trying to conceive, or if you're just living in the, in between all of those things are important, but especially when you have a life growing inside of you, um, you want to make sure that you're trying to take the most optimal care of your body. Um, so anyway, those are some things that have helped me get through that first trimester of pregnancy. Let me know if you have any email me at no higher calling podcast at gmail.com. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.